Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia Welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and mediocre movies of film history. I'm Matt. I'm Cassandra. And I'm James. And we are joined by our wonderful guest this week, um, actor, designer, all-round general, lovely person, and Amy friend Sullivan. of the pod. And friend of the pod, Amy Sullivan. Welcome. Hi, Amy. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. Yeah, it's going good. So I'm really excited to be here. You have previously been featured in like quite an. Uh, we we got like a, a small like jam-packed like thorough unpacking of Sister Act <laughs> two in the past. Back in the Habit, yes. yeah, <laughs> an iconic, iconic film. Yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're here for another sequel today. That we'll talk about that in a little bit of time. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah. we are getting the full, you know, whole yeah. podcast, the Amy whole experience. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> I'm sure that is not going to be the case. <laughs> we are here on a Friday night. Coming yep, to you. It's pretty late. We're here. It's yeah. a bit of a nocturnal podcast this time, guys. Yeah, and we are coming to you a week early, so we may have some pop culture references. Yeah. That maybe aren't out of this date. Yeah. Look, maybe people, schedule. maybe people, people have died since. You let's know, not yeah. Let's hopefully not. Hopefully because not, I let's yeah. Not do well, people. you know. Um, but yeah, no, 2021 has been new, coming in strong. This is our new recording schedule, so we're definitely going to be recording about a week before we release our episodes. So if you guys get on us about things that we haven't you know, covered in our pop culture, etc. That'll be the reason why. I mean, yeah. no one really gets yeah. at us. Just get at us. You, know? you yeah. could just like, contact just us generally. about stuff. Tweet yeah. us. Tweet us. People we'll clap are, you back. know, at us. At yeah. us and stuff. Mixed bag podcast, mixed bag pod. We'll uh, talk about it probably again at the end. Oh, just dropping it early because sometimes people miss it. So uh, check us out. Tweet us yeah. at us. Yeah. Tweet us at us. Uh, what's everybody been up to this week? <laughs> too bad. It's, it's uh, you know, the end of January, the first month of the year. Historically. Historically, the first month. Generally, it is accepted as being, you know. I think 100% of the time, I feel like it's accurate. I think even, you could be on the lunar calendar, in which case, have a Fingers crossed, November is waiting for its moment to be first. (laughs) We'll wait and see. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, it's been struggling to get into the top 10 for a long time. It would be an upset if that were to happen. Yeah, coming from behind. Um, Is November like the loser? Is that like the Glean Clothes? What's the worst month? Amy Adams. Does anybody have like Um, a for worst Probably months. April. I always forget that April exists. Cheerful. Cheerful. I feel like I'm always doing something in April. April, I'm like, but I feel like, I don't know, I probably have to say... I feel like we drop a lot of shows in April and we August. We do a lot of A, a yeah. months for shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think May actually is, is a bit of a... I feel like May I forget. May. I think it's either April or it's it's June. May. Like I All forget right. it exists. Well, okay, I'll let my mum know she's the worst month. But okay. <laughs> yeah. I forget about February a lot. Like there's yeah. not as so much well, of it. February, 28 days, not the full month, honestly. Yeah. This is the content you guys she's, come to us she's for. <laughs> <laughs> she's the point of... The coolest month, I think, is October. It's got Halloween. Yeah. It's October got is a very sound. cool month. Um, yeah, I mean, bad. look, it's January. She comes first. January is good, but it's gone before you, you know, before you notice it. You're like, I think oh. December as well is like a party animal. Like Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. my birthday. Thanksgiving is in November, Christmas. famously. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, I just lump those together because, I mean, I don't You don't celebrate it anyway. Yeah. Mm. 
Absolutely. Don't believe in it. James doesn't believe in Thanksgiving. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, exist. Don't give thanks. There's exist. nothing to give thanks no. for. Um, but we do give thanks to the uh, gods of Popcorner. Um, <laughs> pop culture. What a segue. What a, that was yeah. excellent. It was kind of like a Damn. car crash segue where it was like, too fast, too fast. <laughs> James, you get better at these every time. Thank yeah. you. Pop, 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 Popcorner. It's like me and movie in a minute. We just keep on improving. <laughs> Every time it's better. It's more iconic. Um, yeah. What have, what have we um, been watching? So I want to go first. Um, so in my pop culture intake this last we- uh, couple of weeks, um, I've been like quite busy, so I haven't had a chance to do that much. But I have gotten a chance to listen to a really awesome podcast, which I want to shout out, which is called In Strange Woods, um, which is a, just a fantastic, fantastic podcast. It is a musical pod. Um, so it is a, um, you know, in the form of like a full kind of, I guess, yeah, Broadway off Broadway style folk musical. Um, and it features a lot of really fantastic, uh, Broadway performers, including Patrick Page, who some people may know from Hadestown, uh, and Donalyn Champlin, who is, uh, famously the, the, the oh, friend yeah. and crazy ex-girlfriend, um, as well as a whole lot of other performers as well. Um, and the music is just generally wonderful, but also the storytelling itself, it's kind of in a true crime sort of. Uh, format, so it's told like a journalist what's, what's uh, investigating about? a story. So it's about this guy Brett who goes to back to I think his hometown, or uh, it's a small town that in which a boy has gone missing and died, and so he investigates the aftermath of this boy's disappearance, his younger sister, uh, his mother, the um, sort of hermit who found him, Mm. um, and it just sort of explores this town and all of the ways that they cope with the loss of this boy and how the teenagers decide to become more self-sufficient by, like, training about how they could survive in the woods if they got lost. Um, And it's all told through, yeah, this really beautiful musical storytelling. The tracks are just, like... Really There's well some written. real bangers as well. Some real like, good bangers. The track where the teens are like training and like, um, well, it's called Shatter It All, where yeah. they're like preparing to like get ready and like the harmonies are like, yeah, it's so good. But yeah, they, um, is uh yeah it's also just it doesn't go all the places you expect. Um, but it also manages to toe the line between being a, I guess, a book musical in the traditional Broadway sense and a true crime podcast. In that sort of yeah pseudo documentary true true crime podcast form Ooh. exactly Best evenly of both worlds. and it works mm. they both gel so well in a way that is very unexpected I would not expect those two things to go together as well as they do but it's really really wonderfully done um, there's three writers I don't want to name them all because I can remember two of their names and not the third one <laughs> sorry third <laughs> sorry other person um, but it's it's fantastic I would just really recommend you check it out it's available on all of your podcast catches of your choice What's it's it called, called In Strange Woods mm-hmm. um, no relation to L Woods. Yeah, it's it's L's cousin in Strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have two pop culture things to shout out uh, this week. Uh, I have moved on. I've, I've We've done the Amazing Race now. Cass has introduced me to those <laughs> reality TV. They and, have yeah. done the Amazing Race. They lost. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we famously we were out the first gone. round because we couldn't drive. Yeah. And it was a real um, problem. <laughs> but then I transitioned into the world of fashion. Fashion one oh one. Fashion. Fashion. With my friend Tim Gunn. Um, And with Project Runway, we started in season one. And Tim, like, I haven't quite realized that Tim is like the catch. So it's very Heidi focused, which is great. She's still great. Very charming. Yeah, for a model, Heidi's a pretty good host. She's very charming. Yeah, Yeah. she's definitely not Tyra, who is. We well. found um, 
where we've found some people to love, people to root for amongst the contestants. There are a lot of choices where they're like, this is beautiful, this is so fashionable, mm-hmm. which are probably not to the contemporary taste, I yeah. would say. Very early but, 2000s. you know, it's 2004. Yeah. It's the same as the movie that we are going to be reviewing later yes. today. Um, and there's some really, like, toxic people at the start. Who are your favourites? Who are your favourites? Well, we adore we, Austin. Yeah, Austin, Austin, Austin Scarlett. Absolutely. Amazing, like, tall goddess. Um, and there's, like, a, a scene where he's, like, wrapped in furs for like his interview all segments. of his interview scenes it's just like yes from furs a little bit away from the camera with a very glossed lip Ugh. just explaining yeah. all of the design histories but and yeah there's, there's some really like uh like gross full of themselves um kind of designers and they get axed quite very soon quickly. which That's is good, good. Which is i think season rewarding. one is historically like january one of the first seasons of project <laughs> but also <laughs> one of the best <laughs> Yeah. Um, I like season four a lot with um, and Christian Siriano and um, later on there's like uh, I don't remember which season but the one with Mondo and Christopher Pelu and Gretchen and I don't know if I saw you should, that one you should watch that sure. one I think I think you'd enjoy it hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah more to cover on that if yeah. we finish, once we finish season I'm really one. looking forward to well, make it if, work if he can go yeah. all the way he hasn't delivered that line to a contestant. To an individual. No, He's only done yeah. it as a group. Just to we agree. haven't had I a, do, there a is like make it work in terms of that looks bad to me, but okay. Sometimes <laughs> though, like, I mean, I haven't seen them in a while, but like, just like the early seasons of Project Runaway can be a bit problematic. I would imagine yeah. that yeah. could be the case. <laughs> I definitely remember them using the T word quite oh, no. liberally. I would also imagine there's probably some like cultural appropriation yeah, elements yeah. <laughs> that are going to yeah. come up. Yeah. But, you know, it's this 2004. We, you know, we just watched the season of Amazing Race where there's a little person who gets quite oh, derogatively they, yeah, they always um, refer to her throughout, which is derogatively, not yeah. Yeah. And um, it was, yeah, it was just regular parlance. Yeah, they're just like, this is normal thing to say, we won't bleep. (laughs) We're like, My other pop culture uh, piece is I, uh, Cass was away for a couple of days Mm -hmm. and that was my chance to watch some like really gory, gross horror movies. Um, uh, Some really gout horror movies. Yeah. um, (laughs) Gouty. Which was called, we saw the uncut, uh, me and my friend Topher caught the uncut version of Possessor, um, the new Brandon um, Cronenberg film uh, starring Andrea Rice, uh, Riseborough, Christopher Abbott, and Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, which, if you don't know the premise of it, uh, it is basically like uh, the the. Uh, uh, Initial premise is that a person goes into other people's bodies um, and, like, takes control of them. They, like, hijack them, put a little, like, grosser version of the Matrix, like, um, jack in their brain. And then um, Andrea Riseborough is able to, like, control them. And basically it's jobs where it's, like, they want people dispatched and they use that body to, like, kill someone. Uh, But she is getting increasingly affected by... um, taking over other people's bodies and then uh, the sensation of killing people and also losing her own identity. And it's great because uh, Christopher Abbott uh, uh, oh starts God. to realize. I love Christopher Abbott. He picks the best projects. He's which, so hot. Which, yeah. <laughs> which one is he? He's one of the girls, um, the guys from Girls. He's I one of the guys from Girls. girls. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Catch 22, what else has he been in? He's, James White. Is he the one that was in John? 
Yes. Yes, oh, with Hong yeah. Chao. Uh, yeah. Fam- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Famously, he... I've never seen anything that anybody else has seen. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the, the theatre show. But I have seen, yeah, his originating yeah. the yeah. role Annie of Baker's Elias John. and Annie Baker's John. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. And yeah, he's just like, I think he's just built up that cultural cachet that he can just do like the weird, odd horrors, kind of like what Elijah Wood so does now. funny though, like from Girls, it's the guys who have like broken out that famously, Adam like Driver. an industry thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems like that might be something Although, about the film and television <laughs> industry. Although the turn in Get Out by Alison Williams. Alison Williams is just amazing. Mm. Like yeah. her like use of her persona and stuff like that. Has she done anything since then though? It's been a no. few years. She she definitely did <laughs> she did Peter Pan and she was Oh, there was a Peter Pan recently. Yeah, like well, one of those live things. Oh, a live one. Like a Grease live, one of those things. So if you want to see Possessor, I will say that it is uh, like quite gruesome. Almost like the uncut version doesn't actually need to be that gruesome. There's a bit where Sean Bean also appears in this, and um, Sean Bond. Yeah, Yeah, Sean Bond. Your boy, (laughs) Sean Bean. One of Jimmy's boys shows up in this, and I was very. Very sad to see what they did to his face because my, <laughs> my God, oh. spoilers for Possessor, but uh, yeah, so full on spoilers. Oh, no. Sean's but, beautiful like, face yeah, destroyed in a I'm sure. No, I'll, I'll, I'm it's, sh- it's real gross. I'm sure he's used to it. But. Yeah, I mean, but he is one of the targets. Christopher Abbott has to kill him, and uh, or rather, Andrea's kind of character, but channeling Christopher, um, and he gets like a. So she's supposed to just, like, shoot people, like, a clean way. But she's getting more and more, like, the thrill of, of killing people. And she hates her husband, so she kind of works it vicariously through these targets. She gets, like, a, a, a poker for, like, a, a fire. Oh, no. And then hits him over and over mm-hmm. a- again. Poker face, poker face. And so it's beautiful because Abbott is playing, like, this woman inside of him and then gradually in the second half is able to like realize that he's being affected so it's wonderful performances all around but anyway in this scene he is required to rage lord to just attack and then he sticks the poker into his sean bean's mouth and uh this isn't like a clean like hot fuzz kind of moment where it just like juts through it breaks all of his teeth and he Uh. twists it around and then he sticks the sharp end of the poker into his eye and then like levers it out and you see it come out james why would you describe this in graphic detail it's just just saying please don't watch (laughs) honey it sounds like a friday night for me (laughs) it's um it's a real wild ride and that's not the worst thing that happens like okay well i think we'll stop over there if if you've seen the poster it is so strange yeah that that sequence there's like bits that are like full on i'm not going to describe them now but they are like full on if you've seen under the skin and like the strange Mm. like surreal sequences like brandon gets into that with his filmmaking and it is wild and electric and very very unsettling is brandon the son of david yeah 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 so he he's made one film before antiviral i prefer brandon lynch myself of the brandons (laughs) that's like a couple of like hoops to to like get that joke but okay <laughs> um but yeah he's he's really carved out his own kind of niche in terms of i mean it's still body horror uh david cronenberg does very very gross stuff the fly and stuff like that but uh i'd highly recommend checking it out if you're into that sort of thing if you're not don't, don't check it <laughs> if you're out you're not your cast <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah 
who looks visibly uncomfortable just, just like, listening to this. Just so. continue I'm to sorry. talk about it. Yeah. Are you, are you a body, this is the uncut version. Of are you a body horror person, Amy? I'm not. I'm not. I love the idea of it, but when I I watch it in practice, it just doesn't end well. Yeah. But yeah. my thing is ghosts. I can't do ghosts. Can't do anything ghosty. What about like Casper? You can handle. Oh, I can handle Casper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the threshold of like. What about the others where it's like you're not seeing See, stuff? yeah, the others is actually fine. I love the others. Yeah, the idea of ghosts, it just haunts me. Right. And hey. I'll go, you know, <laughs> I, I literally, I'll have nightmares. Hey. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That's fair. I feel like that's everybody has like a thing that yeah. they're just like, yeah. nope, not into that. Definitely yeah. avoiding that particular thing. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a wonderful podcast called And That's Why We Drink, which is a, <laughs> both a true crime and a ghosty podcast. Oh, where I one, love Yeah, it's hosted by two women and one of them will tell stories of true crime and the other one tells stories of hauntings or supposed oh, hauntings. Cool. Right. And I love the podcast. It's so well um, Do Do they recorded. drink during? Or yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I love it. It's so yeah. well recorded. Some of us may have drank a few. I'm not naming names <laughs> for this episode like, of the podcast. I, you know, avid listeners can always tell. <laughs> Yeah, it's Cass, obviously. Um, but it's a lovely podcast and the two women are so engaging. But the ghost side of it, literally, I will think about those stories. And I, I mean, I'm so torn because I love listening to yeah. them. I, like, I, I still have... listen to this podcast, though. <laughs> I, I have the worst nightmares due to this podcast, but they're just so engaging and lovely that I keep listening and I'm constantly being thrown backwards and forwards between this um, ghost terror. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so is there anything else pop culturally that either of you guys have seen in the last couple of weeks? I or? have not seen a lot during the last, like in between last episode and this, but I have been reading um, 20,000 feet above. Lori Levels? Lori Levels, yes. <laughs> um, so that's from our friend Amon Mara, who definitely does not listen to this podcast, but we still love you. Yeah. Um, You're good at writing. <laughs> yeah, I love the book. It's I'm it's three really quarters of the way done. And he recently got put on a list. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations. Um, and also I've been, yeah, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts. There's one called Smokescreen, colon, Fake Priest, about, you know, a scam. Uh, it's a fake priest. A fake scam. priest. Love that. You know, the titular fake priest <laughs> in, in season two of Dr. Death. So, you know, I'm in a bit of a scamathon, as you know. I love it. As you do. Um, but I wanted to talk about this, like, last episode. We didn't have time, but, like, I was, like, very wrapped up in this, like, have you guys heard the song Driver's License? I haven't heard it, but I know the whole story. Yeah, the drama. I know yeah, the drama, okay, cool. but not the song. I don't know, any I don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, so, so Driver's License is, like, the biggest song in the world. Like, it, like, literally... It's very popular, oh, no. with the Zoomers. <laughs> yeah, it literally, like, was, like, one on day... On the talk tick. <laughs> the talk tick? Yes, Ooh, here on the yeah. talk tick. So, like, you know, like, one day you were, like, who is the, the, living your life, and then the next day you're, like, who is Olivia Rodrigo? Um, so, like, so the basic story is, like, Olivia Rodrigo, who is, like, in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, um, oh yeah. that's right. I yeah, forgot about that. Real series. Yeah, a real series. Yeah. Um, um, she was dating one of her co-stars, Joshua Bassett, who's older than her. And she was, like, 15. He taught her how to drive. and But he left her because he was, like, she, you're too young for me. And then started going out with Sabrina Carpenter, who's, like, you know, just turned 21. And she made the song. She wrote the song. Olivia wrote the song called Driver's License, detailing the whole, you know, him leaving her for Sabrina. And it's, like, blew up. It was, like... 
For those that, are, you know, for that are interested, particularly in High School Musical, the musical series <laughs> drama, I'm sure that this, yeah, this I mean, I was not. The song is pretty know. good, but like it was the drama that kept me sustained <laughs> because like Joshua released a song called Lie Lie Lie, which was not as good. And then like maybe a couple of days ago, um, Sabrina released a song called Skin. And it's like, you know, this is might be manufactured, but like I'm here for it. This oh. is like classic <laughs> Disney love triangle, Selena, Miley, and, and Nick. Mm. Just, just taking me back. And I shouldn't really not be invested in like what people who are like 10 years younger than me, but it's giving me the drama. You've caught my attention. And also, the song is really good. Like, it's it's pretty solid. It sounds like, like, Lord, early Lord, you know, oh, which is really okay. nice. Um, and uh, before I move on, I want to, like, shout out a couple of deaths that um, were really shout sad. Shout out is probably the wrong out. terminology <laughs> there. Oh, God, guys, uh, they're dead. <laughs> Um, uh, so Cloris Leachman died yesterday and, you know, like I've always loved her, like definitely like growing up, I saw Malcolm in the middle a lot, especially like after school watching it, Mm. um, famously cried during the last season. Um, famously, famously, um, and she died yesterday and she was 96, I think. Um, but she's had a varied career just like appearing in like Young Frankenstein and the Mary Tyler Moore show her Oscar-winning role in Last Picture Show. And she's always just she's been working um, her whole career up to the end. Um, uh, I think she was, like, most recently in the reboot of Mad About You, which no one watched. Um, but, yeah, I she's so familiar. And um, it's just such a loss, like, you know, losing her. And also today, we lost Cicely Tyson, who was also working for a long time. She was most recently in How to Get Away with Murder. And it's just two legends we lost in, and you know, it always comes in twos, famously. No, Mm -hmm. it comes in threes. The third one's probably Larry King, who's not in (laughs) different. Not not, not as beloved by this podcast. But you know, still. But yeah. Yeah. Also, she was 96 as well, Cicely Tyson, right? Cicely, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, one one of them she was, was 94. She was definitely 96. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Cloris so must 94. be 94. Um, but yeah, rest in peace, legends, honestly. Mm. Um, and here's to Betty White who's still holding it strong mm. at 99. Yeah. Hopefully she gets to at least triple digits. Um, at, at, least. at least triple digits. <laughs> yeah, she might duh. get to, to, to four. <laughs> Betty White is eternal. Yeah. Famously, like January, <laughs> she is the first star of TV. Yeah. Older than sliced bread. Yeah. 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 Um, Amy, would you like to shout anything out? Yes, I've visited all ends of the spectrum of pop culture in the last few weeks. Uh, I went to see Blythe Spirit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyone has seen this? The um, film adaptation of the Noel Coward play starring Judy Dench as the medium. Oh. Mm-hmm. And um, Man Who Played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. What's his Dan, name? Dan Stevens. Dan yeah. Stevens, mm. who just pops up in every everything he's there. Dan Stevens is um, such a like not famous film actor name. It's, I yeah. feel like it's an easy to forget who that is. He's really good in... Um, Eurovision. Yes, he is. He that. is. It's yeah. very good. And and Isla Fisher and Leslie Mann. So I was really like, this is going to be great. Noel Coward. It's very, very funny. And it was, I mean, it was pretty bad. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't say that, honestly, this sounds like I'm awful, but I very rarely say that anything is bad in life. But this was 
Truly, not even Judy could save it, and she's oh, my no. absolute oh, favorite no. of all and, time ever. And Rita, we can attest that oh, Amy's no. absolutely Amy's telling the truth. Oh, I love Judy so yeah. much, but uh, oh, it really was. Um, it was quite something. <laughs> I mean, I, it didn't feel like a waste of. Was it my like a film film, or was it like a, a filmed? Piece, oh, it was a piece. full feature film. Oh, I saw I it in the cinema. Right. Um, the Guardian gave it one out of five stars. Yeah, <laughs> I know Mark Kermode was not a fan either. Oh, it uh, was, was quite his, something. His podcast. How right. many stars would you give? Oh, I'd probably give it. I mean, two. Oh, yeah, very generous. Really, it was an Amy one. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Even a mad scene, but like not a mad scene, but a scene where Judy Dench communes with her long lost husband. Is, yeah. It couldn't save the film for me. <laughs> I had the strangest instance with the play Blythe Spirit where I got invited around to someone's backyard and they were like, we're just going to read Blythe Spirit. I was like, okay. And then we just read it. Um, just for ourselves. Uh, no audience. I didn't really know anyone there except for <laughs> a couple of people quite loosely. And then we finished it and everyone said, oh, that was wonderful. Good stuff, good stuff. And then we kind of had some snacks and then someone was like, should we read it again? And what? I was like, no, I would like to go now, please. It's a very long play. It's about two and a half hours. Yeah. Should we read it again? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine spending half of your day just like <laughs> reading yeah. books. I, mean, oh, I could just read yeah. it again. Yeah. Yes. Just a silly one this time. A silly one. <laughs> yeah. A silly one. Yeah. We'll swap characters. <laughs> and I don't know if this showed up in the film, but there's some like, like racist oh. bits. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's um yeah I I didn't feel like it was a waste of my life and I probably you know if someone wanted to see it very I'd generous see it. Two stars, not a waste um, of my life it's <laughs> a full quote right there I've seen films that I felt were a waste of my life but that one was fine and then on the other end of the spectrum I saw Promising Your Woman which I know Cass yes. has seen I actually Third. saw this before Christmas at preview and oh. then I've been to see it again recently all oh, right because I wanted to um. Focus more on the costumes and the set oh, design and lovely. the, the mise en scène of it and stuff like that. So I really, really enjoyed watching it a second time, and I think it's I think it's fabulous. It's really stuck with me. I think it's a really important film. I know that it's really moved a lot of my male friends, mm-hmm. um, and I I think it's a great film. I don't yeah. know if you, what you got because you've oh. all seen it. Yeah, it has this been is like our this most is, discussed. Oh, sorry, this is the I'm third, the third up in the row that we've been discussing. Promising Honestly, Young if you're listening to Mixed Bag and you have no interest in seeing Promising Young Woman, Girl. then what's wrong with yeah. you? Oh, Get but out also, there and see it. I just. Like you were discussing that, and I was like, ooh, drag name, Miss Onsen. Please welcome to the stage. Miss Onsen. Yeah. So if you're a listener, yeah, you've got to watch Promising Young Woman because you have to develop your take. What is your take? Yeah. Did you all see that yeah. um, critic who like reviewed Carrie Mulligan and she like kind of hit back and they yeah. had to like post an apology? No, I didn't. In I didn't the see that. She yeah, was in the variety old. review, oh, wow. she was like not attractive not enough attractive. to be. Mm. That's so That's such a like, oh, like this oh. beautiful movie star is not attractive enough to be but a also, normal woman. <laughs> But like, also that goes like against what Promising Young yes. Woman is like kind of bringing up. Exactly. <sighs> Absolutely. And then on the other end, um, I just read Girl, Woman, Other, which I don't know if anyone's Ooh. read. No. But it's um, a really beautiful book. Um, every chapter follows a different woman um, whose lives are all kind of loosey, loosely interlinked with one Mm. another um of all different generations it's all set in britain um all black women and it's Mm -hmm. just a beautifully written book it it shed 
Bernadine Evaristo shared oh, the Man Booker Prize with Margaret Yeah, I was going to say, is that the one mm. who won the Booker with, with... Yeah, it it really is a fantastic book. Margaret and Atwood, um, yeah. if anyone gets the opportunity to read it, it's really, really nice exploration of black feminism in England right now. That's Put really it on cool. my reading list. Yeah, everyone absolutely. can tell, but I, um, I hail from England. I don't know <laughs> if it's that obvious. Um, well, I thought you hailed from Genovia, actually. <laughs> Genovia? <laughs> what a second. <laughs> With that, yeah, it's about time to discuss our feature presentation. Feature presentation. So before we sort of launch straight into it, um, should we talk through what everybody's previous history with Princess Diaries 2, A Royal Engagement, is? Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. do you want to start, Amy, in terms of where yeah. you our native, Our native Genovian. Uh, Amy, as for those that are podcasting famously a visual medium, uh, Amy is currently dressed in a... Uh, the little tiara which is perched beneath her yeah. headphones. And uh-huh. reader, it is it's, authentic Genovian. It's authentic yeah. Genovian crystal. Um, it's actually the crown jewels. Yeah, she also wore it throughout the entire showing of the We film, loved it. The commitment to so a royal engagement. Ah, yeah. oh, so good. <laughs> yes, I think it took me exactly 0.2 seconds of Cass asking me to be on the show to, for me to just put in Princess Diaries to a royal engagement yeah. <laughs> for my film. <laughs> but I... I I just this this film has a takes a place in my memory of us <laughs> in my teenage years mm. as a very it has a I have a deep fondness I think for this film mm. but I realized today that I don't think I've seen it in 10 years mm. and there were so many parts while watching that. it that I was like I can't remember this at <laughs> all I've entirely forgot that this happened so yeah I know that I prefer it to the first one I always prefer a second sequel to a f- yeah, Love Sister it. Act two back in the habit. That one's yeah, famously yeah. from my passion. Okay. I always love a sequel. I love yeah. the character development. I love that we don't have to meet anyone. We which, can just get into the story. Which other sequels do you uh, famously root oh, for? Cinderella three, A Twist in Time. Oh, I've sure, heard that's really yes. good. I've never seen oh, it. Oh, it kicks off. Yeah, it <laughs> kicks off. The stepmother steals the fairy godmother's wand. Turns wow. back time so that one of the stepsisters falls in love with the prince instead of Cinderella. Oh, and it means sounds... that the prince and Cinderella actually have to, they have to develop their characters yeah. and their romance, yeah. etc. Yeah, Cinderella than... story, a twist in time. Yeah. Little Mermaid 2. Oh, I love Little I Mermaid 2 with Melody. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Superior to the first. So do I don't you remember it that much. Are yes. you like, okay, let's like roll up your sleeves and like let's see what the sequel's got? Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. I love a sequel. Yeah. I know what no one does, but I do. <laughs> I really do. What's your tip? Have you seen the re- the return of Jafar? Are you pro I have Jafar? Seen the ret- yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. I like that. Um, are you disappointed when, when characters don't return for the sequel? Because I always am. Yeah. I'm just like, why make the sequel mm. if the whole gang isn't back? and they're like mysteriously dead or on vacation even yeah. like in feature films I was so disappointed that like Lizzie McGuire's I was gonna say Lizzie McGuire best friend, friend wasn't there in the film but I still love Lizzie best friend film. Miranda so was famously not in the film <laughs> yeah. this is what dreams are not made of Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie. we had two Lizzie's there was no room for yeah. hey now hey now we want Miranda <laughs> yeah, absolutely no she was in rehab for Aww. cocaine yeah that's bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everybody else. What are your relationships with this? I film? have seen this one time in my life in the theaters, but I don't have like a whole lot of history 
um, with this. I remember being very disappointed that like the person she ended up ended up with in the first film, which I've famously seen multiple times. Um, uh, Matt, I'll just say, at the end of this film, they sing the Genovian national anthem, and Matt and Amy <laughs> were both singing along. Uh, so that shows how, how closely they yeah. are Maybe that will be our outro today. Yeah. <laughs> singing the Genovian I would love anthem. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, she does not revisit her romance that was full of sparks in the first um, Princess Diaries 1, not a royal engagement. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, no, I, I've seen this and it's really like cool, like um, just revisiting a random movie from yeah. from from my past. And uh, yeah, it was it was good sharing it with with you guys uh, who may or may not have seen it. We'll find yeah. out right now. So <laughs> I definitely have seen this before once. I'm pretty sure it was at like a slumber party or something. When oh, I the princess was, you slumber know, party. When I was 11 or 12, it's sort of the age that yeah. I was. The like, princess of C2 and Cassandra. On, yeah, but at the time that this was out on VHS, DVD, etc. Yeah. Um, but I have never seen Princess Diaries 1. This is the wild um, thing about Controversial. Yeah. the same with Sister well, Act 2. Sister Act 2. So the thing with Sister Act 2 is that I was like, I actually love Sister Act 2 and I am putting this on because I like watching it and my mum introduced me to this film and we watched it a lot and we sure. had the soundtrack, etc. This film I saw one time because somebody put it on at someone else's house. Yeah. So it's not something that I've actively chosen to seek out the sequel and not see the first one. Um, but I will say, I feel like this may have been covered in previous mixed episodes, but I'm going to just sort of go over it again in case we haven't, is that uh, at, as a t- uh, you know child, early t- uh, you know early teen, teenager, Famously not a big fan of Anne Hathaway um, oh. for the reason of... Sorry, it's Annie. Yeah. <laughs> Annie Hathaway. I, I, wasn't, I was not on Team Annie. Um, yeah. Because... Uh, Anna's Shakespeare's wife. I was Famously. A, <laughs> because I was a big fan of the book Ella Enchanted. Oh, yeah. um, oh that's right. In which she starred in an absolutely, like, just awful film adaptation of that completely misunderstood all of the point of the book. The characterization was wrong. The world building was awful. And I felt that she was not good in it as well. Um, and I just sort of turned on her from that point onwards because I just hated yeah. that, that, that film so much. Um, so it took me, you know, several, probably a decade of yeah. not liking Anne Hathaway. Where, where are you at with the Anne um, now? Oh, she's fine. She's good. Yeah, fine. Because like, you know. I Annie. feel like she yeah. really did have like... She was the hated person. I feel like we had haters. It was, yeah. it was but I feel like I hated her at a different yeah. time than everybody else. So, so, I hated her different before, reasons. Before it was cool. cool. <laughs> exactly. So like Annie was definitely like hated like during her like Oscar season where she had but to make a lot the of Oscar speeches. Season, I was like, oh no, I'm back on board with it. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> I, I got it. Annie was very, like she was very theater girl energy during the Oscar season. Which, you know, I'm also theater girl energy, <laughs> yeah. so I I'm, I'm into that. It's all right. Um, I, I get that. I just had a recovered memory of like <laughs> being young and having like cut out photos from my K zone of Annie Hathaway and Lindsay Lohan in my wallet. <laughs> like, oh. I was, like, <laughs> I love how that's ah, oh, that's the most. That's it's so gay and so straight. Yeah. It's beautiful All at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, oh. I just was like, oh, I just that just came back to me. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love that. 
Well, what a time. My history with The Princess Diaries to the Royal Engagement is nil. Zilch. Um, I did... I've never seen it, so this is my first time watching. Have you seen the first one? Yeah, so I feel like I saw the first one so many times. I feel like it was on Yeah, it was on a lot. It was a cultural phenomenon. Like, it was just everywhere. And I maintain the first one is, like, one of the few times where, like, a makeover in the movie is very believable. And, like, she went from, like... It certainly wasn't yeah. the she's all that uh, makeup. No, she, like, just yes. took off her glasses. <laughs> the glasses take off. <laughs> they did. They committed it in terms yeah. of the hair. And, you know, they commit with the hair in this one as well, which we'll talk about. But, no, I had not seen uh, it in terms of my relationship with Anne Hathaway or uh, Julie Andrews. You know, I... Oh, I famously hadn't seen The Sound of Music. Or until... Mary Poppins. Wait, what? Yeah. Where? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know why. see the same musical Mary Poppins until maybe two or three years ago when I no, was like. No, it's longer James. than that now. It's been a couple. Well, of... during the scope of our relationship, where yeah. I showed yeah. them to. Well, Guess... Tom, my yeah. partner, friend of the podcast, uh, has not seen Mary, Mary Poppins at all. Oh. Yeah. Mary Poppins no. is so good. No. Yeah. Wow. I, I think it's just the you know you kind of inherit. You see the hills are alive. You see that clip, and then you're like, cool, I got it. But no, you you, know. <laughs> you did not get it. Yeah. You got to see. You got to see the Why whole acting thing? brand new. You are sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> going on, going on. five like. you, you gotta see Plama rip up the Nazi flag well, yeah. famously when they filmed the do you know this about the helicopter no. so when they filmed the hills are alive with the sun music um, the cameraman was leaning out of a helicopter literally holding onto the helicopter with the camera she was spinning around on the hill and every time the helicopter would com- come down the sort of wind gust of the helicopter that's the technical term yeah. would, would abs- blow Julie Andrews over and across the field <laughs> and, and every time they filmed it she was just getting more and more and more annoyed every time until she finally like yelled some expletives up at the cameraman which you can't imagine Julie Andrews doing yeah. but yeah she got really really frustrated because she just couldn't stay stood up while they were coming which, down with this helicopter fair enough because it is like a I lot had of no wind. idea yeah and she yeah. said it she was freezing and she'd like ridden a truck up to that point like she just sat <laughs> on the bad back of a truck to not ruin her costume oh, and it was no. freezing That's... and she was cold and she was covered in mud and all wet and she still kept spinning around like the goddess she is that's like Cary Grant and you know singing in the rain like yeah. as an epic story Cary Grant is not Cary singing in the rain who am I thinking of what um, am I saying Gene, Gene Kelly, Kelly. Yeah. where's Cary Grant oh yeah here's the other one here's the other one the other one the other no. one there's just like stocky men that were in a Hitchcock movie. Gene Kelly is not Okay. So yeah, just from the time, that period. <laughs> the unraveling of Jack. Can you imagine? But Gene Kelly did have a fever when he filmed. Yes. So that's what I'm trying to get at. I can imagine Gene Kelly in a Hitchcock film. I can't imagine Cary Grant trying to do Doing those Doing a tap dance in Vertigo downstairs. Oh, I can see Cary Grant being like a Professor Higgins. Types, like type you know, of person, yeah, yeah, like yeah absolutely, yeah. But I don't see him yet tapping up like crazy. Basically, yeah. Kelly, that was just yeah. meant to be a throwaway yes. thing, but I said the wrong name. <laughs> Gene okay, Kelly was sick as a dog when he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The but he was also a real jerk to Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> right. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I heard she, that. He was a yeah. real jerk, yeah. and he told her that she was the worst tap dancer yeah. we've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> Damn, Debbie Reynolds bled through her shoes to like keep up. Emma Stone, your move. <laughs> um, but talking of moves, uh, she moves to Genovia, and that's the start of the <laughs> not premise. Not bad. I thought you were going to say bad. talking about moves. Let's do movie in a minute. Oh, oh yeah. That's, also, that's also, last thoughts and a music hashtag Team Baroness. That's my take. Yeah. Um, and so 
doing I'm movie in a minute. Team, also. it should have finished before the Nazis got there. Oh, yeah. It should have finished at the wedding. At that's, the wedding. That's okay. That might be the version that I grew up with because our VHS <laughs> ran out. <laughs> People always forget there is a whole second movie. There's a whole second act in there. Well, I was yeah. shocked to go see our friend Catherine play Maria mm. in the musical. And in the musical... Rolf isn't a jerk in the film. Yeah. He's right. a jerk and he whistles mm. for the Nazis. But in the in the, the film, musical, he, in the musical, he helps them out. get away, mm. which was yeah. a real plot twist. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like if there were bangers in the second half, it would be much better. Abel vices. Abel Yeah, bangers. Yeah. yeah. Climb every mountain. Though. Come on. Is that second that. half? I guess it's second, 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 second half. half I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So what we're gonna do in movie in a minute is <laughs> let's, let's just move I did past. that wonderful sequel. <laughs> um, uh, so J- James is gonna time me, and I'm gonna re- tell everybody what happens in this film. Three, two, one, go. So Princess Mia, who we have met in the first of these films, uh, is now graduating from university, and it is about time for Julie Andrews, her grandmother, to step down as Queen of Genovia and let her granddaughter inherit the throne. Except that the Parliament makes a sudden like looks at the books and realizes that um, (laughs) Princess Mia is not allowed to inherit the throne because unmarried women cannot be Queen of Genovia; you have to be married. So they give her thirty days for her to find a husband. So there's a whole lot of searching, and they eventually end up with a a handsome young man from England called Andrew, who's going to get. Engage too, um, and uh, at the meantime, Chris Pine is there, and he is actually somehow vaguely related to all of the Genovian royalty, and he's also in line for the throne. And his uncle is scheming to make sure that he becomes king of Genovia instead. Fifteen seconds. However, uh, Mia and uh, Chris Pine end up falling in love, um, and there's a whole lot of various shenanigans. Um, and in the very end, the um, uh, Parliament make a rule in which she's allowed to be queen anyway, and she decides not to marry Andrew. She decides to become queen as an married woman and it's great oh. incredible Another this thing. This thing. they make it really hard um, for me by doing all the second check-ins because they know that I'm the best at uh, movie in a minute <laughs> that made my, my butt cheeks got so tense during princess that I princess of Ooh. movie in a minute yes <laughs> we really that's just why I have to put the pressure on I know to, you really just this, first this, of all usurping me anyway yeah, we skipped a couple of, couple of bits on there um, no, it's, made, it's fine there's a yeah, princess sleepover it's yeah. basically the plot it's a though. royal engagement Miss Nomer Miss Nomer Miss Nomer is, is, is the drag daughter <laughs> in the <sun> scene. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so should we begin the way we generally do by selecting our MVP for this mm-hmm. film, our most visually pleasing person, or as James always <laughs> likes to remind us, hot, hot butter. butter. And to clarify, because Maxwell was quite uh, surprised by this phrase, hot butter defines <laughs> like the sensation of, of butter oh, when it's in the pan and it's hot and it's Ooh. just like shiny and lovely. You know, that you put on popcorn. Ready to be, like, caramelized? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. me, it's it's just the butter on the popcorn. It's, but... Yeah. Oh, I love yes. that. Well, yeah. um, it's Andrew. Andrew. It's oh, Andrew. Andrew. It is Andrew. The, the titular... Duke, Duke of the t- Kenilworth. Kenilworth. The titular <laughs> the engagement. royal engagement. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but this film presents to us that Chris Pine, who is not at his peak look, hotness in this film. We look, Chris Pine, very attractive man um, and during like, the early 2000s. But no, not, not, not quite. his hair, not so good. Clothing, not tailored so well. Hasn't quite grown into his face quite yet. You know, it's all of these various things are working against him. But the movie presents him as like the appealing option and the one yeah. that Mia is eventually going to, you know, have feelings with and a connection with. However, the four of us were pretty united in thinking that the man that she does get engaged to, the Duke, is just much 
much hotter. Callum Blue. Callum Blue Cavendish, the Duke of Kenilworth. I can't remember what he had his hands to. Oh, Andrew. Andrew Jacoby. Jacoby. Andrew Jacoby. I don't know where I got yeah. Cavendish. There must be someone else. Ca- Cavendish is sexy, though. Yes. Like, yeah. Cavendish. 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 Um, but yeah, he's just a, a handsome, like, kind of like Good. Sort of sweet, sweet natured sweet. guy. He loves photography. He was yeah. in the Air Force. Like, as far as arranged marriages go, I know. Not bad. Sweet, like, look, sweet, you're going to have to marry guy, somebody. Sweet guy, handsome man. Days. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, he's 25. Oh my god! He's too old. Yeah. He's glorious. Um, yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah. He's not quite twenty-five. He's quite a bit older. Oh I, yeah. Apparently, I looked at his age. So he was born nineteen seventy-seven. So okay. he'd actually oh. be probably maybe like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Oh, he's just feels our age. He feels very natural <laughs> in front of the, the cameras. Like you know, it could be that you know you get an actor that's like you get him for his looks and the occasional line but he like he clearly wants the screen he's time a, and he's a strong he's like yeah a sort of like just a gentle warm vibe yes. um and yeah we were all just like really you know you deserve better than like yeah, true deserves deserves better. nine times out of ten most people would not turn down chris fine but like if the chris yeah. Yeah. Fine. Chris chris fine. <laughs> um but if if the alternative is callum blue well yeah, yeah. oh he was he was gorgeous and he looked just like a disney prince you know mm. he looked he just, just he wears like, the uniforms well yeah. you know yeah. he wears the sort of you know fancy whatever the, they call that regalia that Prince William and Harry got married in. It's oh. like, is it military? I'm not he sure what it is. He stood very straight. Yeah. He was very respectful of her. Yeah. He was very kind, very supportive, very caring. I was wondering he's if he was probably be... a good photographer. Yeah. We haven't seen we his didn't photos. We did see but... photos, but he was taking a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if there would be like a turn, if he was slightly dickish or something like that, but he, he never was. I know? think that, is a, a, that is a, a good thing about this film is that they don't do the whole like, oh, she's got to marry this one yeah. bad guy. Like, you yeah. know, they, they do it's, specifically yeah. make him a very it's good, nice, like nice person who she just s- isn't in love with. It's kind of like Sweet Home Alabama, where she has like two good options. If anyone has seen that. I <laughs> Yeah. Um... I, uh, well, before we move on from Hot Butter, I do <laughs> want to say that um, Anne Hathaway looks gorgeous in this oh, as well. Does. Especially Non-stop. when she comes down the, the stairwell at the end in terms of her full queen regalia. The coronation. Yeah. 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 Um, I think Annie is more Hot Butter for me the first one, I think. Although, Julie's really <sighs> Julie. good for her age. She's aged well, and like also, yeah, the so, fact that she's like abdicating in this yeah. is very funny. It's yeah. like, she's still clearly <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. top of her game. <laughs> yeah, and for a 21-year-old to rule a whole country, like, good luck. She just wants like, to go and have sex with the bodyguard. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I can't do that as the queen, I realise. <laughs> I want to pitch, like, I'm just going to try it out on this episode, like a new tiny little segment which is called Slice of Ham. And what it is to go with your hot butter is just a little slice of ham of who is An the hammiest. Awful, awful I think we could it. definitely have like these one us because you know, we, we, def- because we definitely think... had like Grim of the Film for like one episode. Yeah, the Grim of the Film, yeah. My slice of ham, even though he's not a great human being, pretty terrible human being, is Jonathan Rhys Davies. That ham that Sorry, he. John? Had... John yeah. Rhys John Davies. Davies. Yeah. That's Jonathan. Yeah, but he was credited as John. Oh, John. did he go by John? Yeah, um, uh, yeah he uh, loved him as a kid in the Indiana Jones films. Loved him here. Love him as Gimli, but uh, yeah. not great politics. Gimli, Gimli, less. Gimli, less. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he shouts uh, the house down. Uh, there's a bit at the 
wedding where he like explodes and that's just that little bit of ham that i mm, yum, yum, yum. you know previous hams i'd shout out ken branner and tenet yeah you Amazing would yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah so so i'm just floating that past that's this is the audition for slice of ham but uh, i don't i don't know if there are any other competing hams yeah, there's yeah. like only really one uh, you know there's ham. that scottish lady the scottish lady elsie <laughs> yeah elsie the elsie's eggs or whatever the show is sunny cider yeah, yeah. For um, some reason, everyone in Genovia is English, but not no, not everyone. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like I think it's time to maybe move on talking further about yeah, yeah. yeah. further about this film, um, about Genovia and its politics. Genovia, <laughs> the country. Uh, like I looked this up while we we're watching the film. Apparently, according to the book series, at least it's canonically a small principality between France and Italy. Okay, so Malta. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, so we've got in terms of accents, <laughs> we went around the globe. We are on the gamut here. We've got you know classic English. There's also one Scottish lady. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who are very much Americans, yeah. <laughs> sometimes trying to be British and sometimes just not even trying, just straight American. But I think the Scottish sometimes lady was probably sc- Scottish because she definitely wore tartan yeah. at some point. Well, yeah, that, yeah. and that's uh, crucially <laughs> so, a way to tell when someone is Scottish. I mean, like, in the world of Genovia. But, yeah, you know, right. yeah. I thought you also, meant the actor being Scottish. But within Genovia, there's also, we've got these Italian children at yeah. one stage yeah. that are all speaking with Italian oh accents. God. And speaking in Italian. And in, in, in Italian. Crowds, in the crowd speak, yeah. they are speaking Italian. There's some people who speak in French because yeah, they translate absolutely. the parliament, yeah. all of the words of parliament like, into French. Definitely that one scene where they're all like... Um, giving arms to like the <laughs> the princess yeah um they're all speaking french and i'm like calm down but also why are they like giving gifts to the princess i have a melon for your table yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like i guess like, it's like a eat the want, rich i want royal favor <laughs> yeah. i don't know <laughs> incite rebellion are... yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we get a whole range. Um, oh. And worst of all is, I think, Chris Pine, who just doesn't try at all. He just says, I'm British, not American. He just drags a, <laughs> drags a foul. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, not so Pine. Am I, I would right? say the absolute Fine. worst oh, is um, Mia's, one of Mia's maids. It's either Brigitte or Brigitte, but one of them oh, is yeah. just <laughs> awful. <laughs> also the, we were supposed to take her to the party. <laughs> <laughs> there's also the guy who's like the head of the military guard that shouts a lot. That's yeah. his only yeah. characteristic. He well, shouts, and he just like has that's... a full on like I'm I I'm a guard in the guards. It's like, well, you're an American. How would you get into this Genovian guard? Yeah, yeah. yeah. just Genovia, a country for the world. Well, yeah, I you know? I like the storyline I mentioned during the, the screening, which was that Genovia has just a really good healthcare system. It's got a really good immigration. Yeah. Everybody wants to COVID move. free. Yeah. It's really COVID good, free. Yeah, the birth really rates are down, um, so they're really trying to get people yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. borders are closed at the moment, yes. but you know, they're thriving. They're you know? thriving. Um, I was going to say, like, of the Italian children, one of them is little Miss Sunshine herself, yeah. Abigail Breslin. And, She's like, very cute in this. Yeah, here's my little pitch for um, Princess Diaries 3. Where... Abigail Breslin plays the new princess. <laughs> yeah, well, Abigail Breslin is the... Um... Prime Minister. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say the same thing. She becomes goes into politics and she wants to abolish the monarchy. The monarchy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good pitch. And uh, what good. I really did like is at the end, there's just a slight nod because earlier in the film we see all of Parliament and there are all these old white dudes. Yeah. And then later in the film yeah. we see 
It's it's a very short little it's snippet. It's like the sort of post credits yeah, almost. A little montage yeah. scene. Yeah. There's yeah. Nice little, a nice little shot of Charlotte, who is formerly the Queen's aide, and some other women being you know brought into Parliament as politicians, uh, yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah. members of some Parliament, which I thought was a nice little... Yeah. Nice little bit. Genovia is finally progressing in the yes. 21st century. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what are people's like bottles of the yeah, film? Bottles being good things about the film, which <laughs> yeah. we have to tell every kid. I mean, absolutely. Julie Andrews' first singing role since 1997. <laughs> yeah. I think since she had her throat surgery. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so her throat surgery famously left her without much of a singing voice in her higher register, which is devastating. Um, and supposedly when they filmed it, a lot of the film crew cried because it was so moving to watch Aww. her sing for the first time in, I don't know how long it had been. Um, and seeing Raven, Raven oh, Simone. Raven, Raven Simone. Who also cried when she discovered she also, would be singing with Julie Andrews. I also, think that's a lovely I would cry if I was going to sing I with mean, Julie Andrews. I mean, playing Princess Asana of <laughs> Princess Africa. Princess Asana of somewhere, somewhere in the African continent. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in the banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the wonderful sleepover section. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to say, I, I remembered that I'd watched this film because I only the only thing I could remember was the sleepover scene. So that's clearly what stuck with me as an 11-year-old. Mm. Um, <laughs> also, an aside on Raven, she just goes by Raven. She's credited as just... Raven. Great. So Great. she definitely made that ha- wanted to make that happen, happen for yeah. a little bit. I mean, yeah. she was that's so Raven. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's so Raven. <laughs> but the other part that really stuck with me was the closet scene. Which and now was watching that? near the beginning where, where she, she moves goes into in. her suite and she sees her closet. Oh, for the that's first time. right. Yeah, yeah. Watching it as an adult, I'm like, this really isn't that impressive. Not but as when, impressive. Yeah. I know. When I was a kid, I was like, whoa. No, I remember that the scene. The remote controlled drawers that opened up the crown jewels. The glasses she puts on. I remember yeah. that was in the poster, right? With Anne Hathaway, like yes. wearing the glasses mm. looking cool. Oh, yeah, the glasses with her tiara on. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. I just thought that was the coolest thing when yeah. I was a kid. I think it's a shame that they don't. Like, they don't have, like, a... Oh, here's all the outfits, Eve. It's yeah. literally just, yeah. like, here's I'm, the function of I'm how the drawers always are. Down. Down. A, I'm always down for, like, um, a pretty woman montage where she's, like, just tries on different, different outfits. outfits. Yeah. 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 Oh, have you seen What Women Want? Yes! It's another sleepover watch. Absolutely. I've watched that while my parents are watching it. Very inappropriate. Yes. <laughs> like, we need a, a makeover montage for that for the princess. Yes. But speaking of pretty women, so Gary Marshall... Directed oh, this, who also this, directed yes. Pretty Woman, and throughout the film, there's a lot of nods towards Pretty Woman, which I particularly enjoy. Mm. There's a moment where she mm. flings off her bracelet, and a guard catches it and says, "That oh happens all God. the time." And oh. it was the same actor who played that part in Pretty Woman who said the same line when Julia Roberts flicks her snail across the restaurant. Oh. So oh, Gary Marshall yeah. brought that actor back again to that. say nice. the same line, which I thought was nice. And she's also wearing a red dress. Famously, which... like, they tried to make Annie Hathaway, like, the next Julia Roberts. I think it's the mouth. I yeah. think they're the I same think that mouth. was similar, sort of, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah um, kind of I, I, like, I love that scene in Pretty Woman where she, he, like, Richard Gere is, like, showing I've her the bracelet. Woman, and then he snaps. <laughs> the so t- and she's just like... <laughs> Iconic. I wish they'd recreated that. I love it. I want to circle back around to that sleepover section that you were talking about because I really love that sequence too where it was like it was just really lovely so should we describe the sleepover sequence yeah so this is like a really 
I guess it, it, it makes sense, sort of. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Princess Mia decides that she's going to host a sleepover bridal shower yeah. in which she invites the princesses of the world. So, first of all, sad that your friends are all just the princesses of the world. And as well like as Lily, her other friend. Yeah. A political yeah. power move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it's a, you know, and it's in a, in a very, I think, a very targeted choice knowing who the target audience of this film mm. is. Most of the princesses are quite young girls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wonder if there was one country that just wasn't invited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, like, now, Genovia is now at war with that country because she forgot to invite her to the sleepover. But I just thought it was um, really sweet. Like, you know, because obviously being a princess is like one of the dreams of young girls. It doesn't oh, have absolutely. to be the only dream, but like I really liked that they put such a focus on like like sisterhood and like mm. hanging out and hearing fucking can you imagine going to a party I mean like this is pretty cool and then Julie Andrews stands up and starts singing at you I, I, I was would, really touched by her I singing I would be it like who the fuck is the old lady who's <laughs> <laughs> coming yeah. with her poodle yeah. yeah this is also where they uh, slide down the slide oh yeah it's the built in slide I, I, right? in my memory I thought that that was just them going down the stairs on that yeah no same but no there was a full built in slide in the palace yeah. which apparently like the way that Julie Andrews sort of comments on it that's like the queen and king had that yeah. installed years ago Okay, kinky. Because when you see it without the slide, it's like, oh, that takes some operation to set up. Like, mm. it's a pretty hefty slide. I mean, you were talking about, like, you know, the princesses being aspirational. And I mean, I get it. I wanted to be a little bitch-ass prince as a kid with, like, people calling me your majesty and, like, me ordering people well, around. Famously, famously. Well, not famously. Matt, while watching this, was like, I wanted to grow up and be a royal. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'll never, I'll never be royals. I'll never be a royal. Yeah, the thing was, is, while <laughs> I was watching it, I was thinking, when I was a kid, I thought this was real cool, but as I've got older, I've obviously realised that the monarchy is uh, kind of uh, problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of a yeah. bad thing. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of, <laughs> with their golden piano sat mm. in their mm. golden tower. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm kind of sad that I now have this like yeah. disagreement with the monarchy as a system because it's such a fun idea. <laughs> it, yeah, I think that's the part of it as well. It's like, it's the glamour, but also the yeah. richness. I like, think, it, you know, Hilary Mantel, who wrote, like, Wolf, Wolf Hall, Hall, has, yeah. like, a really good quote about why, like, it's the only good reason for why you should still support the royal family in England. And it's like, well, pandas are not very useful. Like, they yeah. don't really... They, they, it takes a lot of money to support keeping pandas alive, and they're not really actually very adapted for the wild, so they probably would just go extinct if we just sort of let them out of the zoos. Yeah. But it is nice to have pandas, isn't it? We can yeah. look at pandas, yeah. and that's just... It's just like, that's with the royal family. It's like, it's just nice to have have them, I guess. They look like, kind of... It's like, you can what, watch them around. What would old white <laughs> nanas do if not follow exactly. the royals what else are they gonna you know corgis. buy mag what will that's life magazine yeah. publish articles the, about like what would women's <laughs> weekly be without the yeah. women um also i just want to credit the series for um you know imprinting the delicious pronunciation princess Ah, into the, the, the lexicon. Yeah. <laughs> because you cannot say Princess of Genovia. Yeah. It just does it's not, not feel... It's, it's the princess, princess of Genovia, yeah. Amelia Mignonet Thermopolis Rinaldi. Also, is Mia generally short for Amelia? I, feel, I don't, I don't know, is. but I, I like, like it. Yeah. I've never, I've, I think I've only come across Mias that are just called Mia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mama. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really 
agree with uh, that, there, James. I think the the sisterhood of that scene and yeah. and the generational kind of and display we, is is quite wonderful. Yeah, and we get it with the Abigail Breslin kind of moment as well, with like striding down the street and like yeah, I was just watching and I was like, well, this is nice. This is like yeah, mm. like I I like the the character of Anne Hathaway. Uh, like I think she plays it really well. Mm. Uh, like uh, sorry, Mia. Um, where she's, like, the clumsiness and, like, the kind of, like, she has, like, a natural kind of, like, charm to her. And I don't think she's, like, blasting on all cylinders. Yeah. But it is, like, nice to have, like, this really, like, comfort kind of movie where not all the jokes land, but then sometimes they come out. Like, the two Rosencrantz and Guildenstern maids who, like, tap dance and sing. Like, <laughs> when they like, put the pots on their head. Yeah, it's it. like that early thousands kind of humor where it's, like, they're just chucking stuff at the wall and sometimes you're, like, what the hell? <laughs> like the moose line yeah. that we get from the um the guy. It's delivery, from, is that yeah. it's more delivery I think that works. There's here delivery than yeah. Yeah, than uh, the um the yeah. lines. I wanna give a shout out to Annie because honestly, like it or not, this is her iconic role, Princess Mia. Like no, like I guess you know. Give I feel like take she's now fancy. probably like ex- oh ex- aged ex- out, yeah, but she, it's she's, still she's it's still the shadow. She's still most Mia, known for being Princess Mia, role. and you know you can see the star quality from like the beginning. Like she's there, she's serving. She can like you know perform the comedy beats and hold her own with mm. with an absolute legend. And I think there's, an, there's an effortlessness to it as well. Yeah, yeah. she she makes it look just throw away which is quite nice yeah there's this quality about her where she's like absolutely gorgeous but like there's like a relatable every lady quality about her still you know like um she's a bit like kooky and dorky and and if you cast your mind over her career like you're like there are like there is like this is a big one but like you think of Les Mis which is really emotive and then people like Criticize yeah, her. Yeah, she had the Maria reaction. haircut in the, that one. The Rachel getting married. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's someone that has, like, a real, like... Catwoman. Yeah. Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. she's a great Catwoman. Yeah. Um, like, a big, like, breadth of range. So. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Too young yeah. for that role, though. Ocean's Age. Did a good, did a good she did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's absolutely. another fun piece of Amy trivia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she, I love it. She, yeah. Yum, 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 she yum. She auditioned for Brokeback Mountain in the middle of shooting The Princess Diaries. So she went and auditioned on her lunch break from The Princess Diaries, so showed up in full costume oh uh, in like a big princess dress, tiara, it. full makeup, <laughs> to audition for her part in Brokeback Mountain. And the, whoever let her in was just like, okay, you just have to ignore her, what she looks like and, and just see past it and she'll apologize and then she'll do her bit. So yeah. there's, there's a fun fact about that's great. Wow. That's Love that. Charming yeah. as hell. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> Good. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, endured and you know, yeah. Yeah. I also felt that Joe, um, who is the security guard, I'm, Hector Elizondo. Hector Elizondo is also a callback to Pretty Woman. Right. Oh, he, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. I thought he was really, and he's in the first one as well, right? Mm. He's yeah, just he really is, grounded yeah. and really believable. And really the good chemistry with, with, with Julie. Julie. I thought the yeah. chemistry was good. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to get. I feel like as a sort of B love story, as the alternative to like this wish you won't you with this guy sort of stuff mm. that we've mm. got as our kind of A plot. I, it's nice to see this 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 idea of these two kind of older people that have been colleagues and friends for a really really long time sort of admitting their feelings to each other was really lovely yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and it that also was... gives you the satisfaction of the wedding at the end yeah. though mia doesn't um 
get married, it's nice to see. It's actually it's the Mamma yeah. Mia twist. It is the mm. Mamma yeah. Mia, and it's twist. nice Which, because um, like... just to explain for those that because we didn't put this in the thing um, at the end, rather than Mia getting married, the wedding is then used for her grandmother and uh, the grandmother's security guard. They uh, did it, Joe. A long time, long time, sort of I guess friends at, that yeah. are in love that decide to get married. It's really cute. And you have a lot of that tension in the first film as well, so it's very good to like have it resolved in the second film. Mm. Yeah, it didn't you feel know? like a new storyline that was sucker punched into just making mm. something happen at the yeah, end. It, absolutely. it feels like it's been mm. built yeah. up. So, yeah. Should we talk about Chris? Mm. Nah. Because <laughs> like, I, d- I don't mean as a bottle, but like, I don't think he's doing a bad job. He's very generic, like heartthrob. Yeah, very generic in this. Yeah, yeah. he's um, fine. And I he think is fine. In he doesn't of... really get much like in terms of comedy and thing. I mean, I don't know. I think I have a different take on the comedy of this film. Well, than to me, else, like so we'll I don't know. He's he's just but... <laughs> um, I don't know. He's pretty nondescript. He's not like like dickish enough to be like oh yeah he's that not a guy. he's not yeah. a Hugh Grant like yeah. cad. Yeah. I'm thinking Bridget Jones. I mean he's he's presented as a genuinely yeah, yeah. nice guy yeah, that I... just is kind of in this scheme. I feel it's like he's perfectly fine. Boy. I wish they'd given him more to make him, because, <laughs> I mean, I probably didn't feel this as a child, but watching it as an adult, it just didn't feel like there was enough to make her pick him from Andrew, yeah. other than this Absolutely. so-called spark that they had. Yeah. Then, I really yeah. wish they'd given him a few more lines to make him into this really yeah, or, or just like, like funny, a bit wittier. Yeah. Just, or, yeah. or something that they share, like one thing that they really kind of connect over. Because yeah. yeah. all sort of, for most of yeah. this film, it's like they're kind of, sort of sneaking around to have any interactions mm. so we don't really get any prolonged interactions other than the very first scene where they're together where they yeah. literally dance for about 30 seconds yeah they're, mm. they're playing um, the attraction they, instead of actually just yeah, like rather being, than us seeing these two yeah. characters and going like yeah. these would be a really good match for each other and they're trying to do yeah. that screwball like fighting kind of thing of like oh well, I disagree yeah. with you but like yeah we don't it just feels very kind of surface and yeah. because they don't have that spark or that connection or like he isn't funnier just make her actions look really callous to yeah. It yeah. makes it makes her look like she's just being mean. Um, yeah, or that she I, just I, doesn't I think... have control of herself in that way. She just is like doing following completely all of her own instincts and not thinking about what anybody yeah. else expects. Yeah. You and go all the it other... would have taken was just another converse, another scene where they had a yeah. conversation because we're giving this opportunity where Queen Clarice, Julie Andrews, um, invites what's his name. Chris Pine, uh, Chris, Chris Pine, Pine and his uncle Nicholas, to come and Nicholas stay. Devereaux. Nicholas Devereaux. to come and stay in the palace um, mm. because she says something along the lines of "If there's any trouble going on, I want it happening under my nose," and so we're given this wonderful opportunity for them to possibly have an interaction, mm. but we which never... could form this relationship mm. and this spark. I get it. But it also, never really happened. I also wanted their relationship to be more like actively competitive, like if there really was, like you know the throne on the line I wanted it to be more of a red herring that could possibly add to the tension between them also how is he in line for the throne yeah this is one of the problems <laughs> I have with it is that uh, so John Reese davies just sort of says aha I have another person who'll be here to the throne um, and it's going to be nephew. my nephew because and then they say like how's he in line for the throne and his description is well he's my wife's sister's son you see 
Ugh. And we're like, so? <laughs> like, Flawless logic A lot of there. people's nephews yeah. are their wife's sister's son. Yeah. It doesn't make any, yeah. like... So we don't actually know how... And that, uh, that also makes me go, like, I don't know how closely related he and me are, <laughs> which I feel like we then gloss over. But it's like, right they must be related in some way because they're both eligible for the same throne. And yeah. I know that's very European royalty, but, like, <laughs> oh, I don't know uh, about that. Keep that, that, <laughs> that bloodline pure. Let's keep it in the family. I think if you also wanted to make that relationship work you could also go the other way and show that her relationship with Andrew is boring as fuck like they could be sitting at a dinner table but and I don't like, think they've done yeah. I think they've specifically not done that and I like, I like that they, I like that they keep I like them nice because yeah. I feel like that's the easy the way that's yeah, the that's easy thing easy because way. it's saying like oh one bad choice versus one like if, yeah. sure. if it's like yeah. this is a piece of perfectly nice person yeah. and he would be a perfectly like this would yeah, be a fine this, situation but the spark just isn't there but you're just not in love with each other what I love is films where nothing terribly bad happens you know (laughs) the bad things are not awful yeah Yeah. and this is one of those films nothing particularly awful happens throughout this entire film um i think the the saddest part for me is when she gets caught um the paparazzi yeah when the paparazzi find her i find that terribly upsetting and i feel like that is a theme throughout the film is that they kind of push that she's being followed all the time and she can't get any privacy Mm. And mm. that, that's the part of it that I find kind of sad. But there's there's nothing in this that breaks my heart. And that's what makes me enjoy it. It's yeah. just, and like there's that, no threat. <laughs> when you have those stakes like relatively low, you get stuff like, so she has to like ride a horse, but she doesn't know how to oh. side saddle yeah, so or whatever. A, so, she has to like put in a mechanical <laughs> leg and hide a wooden leg. Where like a person riding a horse normally with another leg hanging off the side does not look the same as side saddle and, and no one should ever have been fooled And by so that. when the stakes are like that kind of low the leg falling off and the horse going like <laughs> rampant. I was like ah, Like quite like oh no because that's that's the stakes that we're dealing with. Stakes are always with. relative. Yeah. It's the thing. It's like bad, yeah. bad playwrights will, like, like screenwriting teachers playwriting teachers will be like the stakes have to be super high and everything you write high. it's like they don't have to be life and death for something yeah. to be interesting they just need to be stakes need to be high need to be invested in rel- in uh, you know relatively to yes. what's happening in that although play. I will <laughs> say the, 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 there's a part where they have a plastic snake to mm. spook the horse so it runs off and she is embarrassed in front of everyone and um, it's played off as a prank but I mean We're man, like, she could be man, thrown from that horse please don't spook horses as a prank guys yeah. <laughs> um one of the things i really remember from from my first um watching of this film was the archery scenes yes there are which, a few archery scenes which i was this. like yeah that was like very embedded in my head and i'm just like uh yeah i enjoyed it because why like it doesn't <laughs> Yeah, they, doesn't really of, add to the plot, but I kind of just love that random flourish. A lot of the activities <laughs> like, in this yeah. film are things which are like, as everyone knows, it's a Genovian tradition that the queen, the future queen, must yeah. do this thing. And one of the things is that mm. the queen has to shoot a flaming arrow through a hoop that will then set it alight. Yeah. So I'd like to say something that Cass case. said during the screening, which is that <laughs> this is a very much an American idea, an American who's never been to Europe. An idea of <laughs> an what idea Europe, of what yeah. Europe like. is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you ride on horses all the time. Yeah. You probably had to do yeah. archery. Yeah. Yeah. 
know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's, it's a lovely romanticized Very vision. Bad. And I, yeah. know, I wish with all my heart that Europe was like Shinobi. But also, <laughs> like, oh, man. That'd be I mean, for all of us, yeah. I think. Um, Princess Mia, you know, like she ran, she walked so, so Katniss Everdeen could run. Ri- <laughs> Like, she made archery cool before it was cool. Well, okay? I miss the whole thing about that being a, a thing that she had to do, the flaming arrow. Was yeah. that set up before? Yeah, they said so. Okay, so I missed that. And so I was like, why is she doing archery? And then I was like, why is that <laughs> arrow on fire? What are you doing? Why are you scorching Andrew? Uh, so that's just my poor attention. But it was oh. quite enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Do we want to talk about anything else that I, we particularly I mean, love? I would like to talk about the soundtrack. Yeah, I was about to say that because that was my <laughs> last... Because, like, this this movie bequeathed us the anthem Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, which, does that come from this film? Yeah, yeah, this is, this is... Like, famously in the music video, she's dressed up in, like, you know, highlights and, like, in her glasses. She's coming out of the limo. She's attending the premiere of Princess Diaries 2, the royal engagement. Brilliant. This is Kelly, by the way. And yeah. she's, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then she just hears the soundtrack for Breakaway, like, and she's like posing for the cameras, very small town girl, and she's like, "I'm not a princess, but you know, she's a star because she um she sings Breakaway." Yeah, yeah, and the, and the t- mid two thousand fashion. Oh, absolutely! We yeah, got so there many is there's a particular like pink and purple striped poncho. With, yeah. boot, with boot cut jeans. With boot cut jeans, which Anne wears at one stage, which. Um, some ballet flats, some pink ballet yeah. flats there <laughs> little, as well. Little ballet cardi, very 2001. And a shout out to the up to the eyebrows pastel blue eyeshadow that yes, she spots. That's her wedding, her wedding makeup. And it looks mm. fantastic. <laughs> I also like one last thing I want to say about Breakaway, though, is that it plays at the weirdest moment yeah. <laughs> where it's just like Princess it's in the Mia. Parade thing? Yeah, so Ellen. Yeah. Ellen. Abigail. Ellen <laughs> Bristengale. I was going to say Ellen Burstyn. I'm just like, Ellen Abigail. Ellen Burstyn does a very fascinating thing. I thought you were talking about queer child. icon Ellen. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. Not anymore. No. Um, Abigail Breslin is, like, being bullied by some other, like, local children. And yeah. then, like, she stops the parade and then, like, yeah. gives I, her a pep talk. I thought Abigail Breslin was good in this scene. But yeah. I also, I mean, I didn't like the scene. Like, <laughs> I was like, why are we having, this is not a triumphant moment, this yeah. isn't like a, it's not like it's an ongoing issue that we've been seeing but, throughout the film, but it's presented to us as like, yeah, finally, the, the good like, girl, the orphans are going to take back so, the streets, and I'm like, we so just fun. discovered the orphans two seconds ago, but like not, the, we're not ready for this music. The lyrics to Breakaway is like... I'll spread my wings and yeah. I'll learn how it's to. The thing is, it's I like, feel like no, the, the musical not... cue is way too yeah, big for this moment. It just, yeah. <laughs> it feels uh, like I, I, I got sucked into that moment, but uh, it does remind me of the Greatest Showman, where it's like, where they just plonk the um, "This is me" just it's in very, like a random moment. Me. It's just yeah. like now we're gonna sing "This is me" for a bit because we wrote it for yeah. the so- for the, sh- for yeah. the film. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are we sort of talking about I, like I, I got into bananas, when I or? mentioned Chris Pine, I was transitioning into bananas. Yeah. One final thing on Chris Pine that we must simply talk about is um, his he, awful hair. Yeah, on his head, he seems <laughs> to he seems to have put a helmet yeah. on his you know head. What he looks like he looks but like it's made um, of hair. you know when you get Lego people yes. and you put their oh. hair on. He looks yeah. 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 It's just it's like just it, a bit too long in the back. I feel like it might have been you know, yeah. the smallest smallest. Just give it a shave. I think scissors cut. Forty percent. Not a clippers cut. 
that. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. The percent of his attra- attraction would be increased. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. If you just, like, like honestly, I would have found him more attractive with a mullet. Like, it's just like that in, <laughs> that in between length yes, where you're like... It was not a choice, no, was it? It's, yeah. it's yeah. that... It looks like it's grown out too much. It's a bit of a cut. It's that week before you get your hair cut. You've already made your appointment. It's just like, just like, let's get to the week. Let's get to the week. It's also a very odd moment where he's wearing what looks to be... Chi- children's gym shoes with no socks, which is just so <laughs> out of place and out of character in the whole film. Yeah. Um, maybe sh- he had a, I don't know, a Veruca? Yeah. He needs special footwear for one scene. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But can I it's also the only explanation. About it's the only two, <laughs> two very special cameos in the film. One by Stan Lee. Oh, yes. Randomly. And the other by, and, and I don't know if anyone else called this, by, but by Sophia Loren. Oh, Sophia when? Loren features in the earliest ball scene. Oh. There's also another cameo. I wasn't even the one I was thinking of because I was thinking of the one by Anna Netrebko, the yes. famous oh, soprano. And Johnny something. Blue. And, uh, Johnny Blue, the Johnny Blue. Uh, like famous, a famous white, white Chinese singer. Pop star? Like yeah. Chinese pop also, star. That's okay, so Stanley, famous for cameos, he's playing a Spanish royal? Uh, uh, a who's Spanish, a bit, like, creepy? Yeah. A Spanish three stooges enthusiast. Absolutely. Yeah. With with an accent as thick as Ilaria Baldwin. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yes, and yeah. Sophia Loren, for some reason, uh, Didn't even notice her there. Like, yeah. Legends, I wish she, if she had cameoed, I wish she had a scene with, with Julie. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 Legends. Um, also, his... Uh, Chris Pine's ties are massive. They spread across his whole chest. Ties. Ties. And yeah. just how he's dressed, yeah, generally, like the kind of ill-fitting kind of suits mm. a lot yeah. of the time. I mean, yeah, he would unusual. play Princess, like, later on, and he yeah. would play them much better. He's a That's much hotter like, prince than yeah, in the woods. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? Like, some people are just born for royalty. Like, Julie Andrews, she plays oh, the Queen yeah. of Shrek, oh, I did and she does to, it well. I <laughs> did want to do, Stuart, as we're talking about costumes, Julie Andrews looks Flawless throughout this whole film. Always non-stop, mm. always gorgeous. I think even when I don't like the love the outfit she's wearing, she carries. She's so classy. Every and single also, movement down to little. F- I was like watching her little fingers. Yeah. And everything that she, every way she holds herself is just full of grace and poise, and she's gorgeous. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe. It, maybe. maybe it's chim chim tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do I want to shout out the hairstyles because sometimes they're not like her usual hairstyles but mm-hmm. she, she carries them with a plum yes. honey. and I also like the nod where she says I've done a bit of flying in my time oh yeah, yeah. a little callback and her own stunt yes, <laughs> d- does her own stunts on the mattress yeah. Awesome. yeah Um, I just want to shout out also that um I just realized that there is a reunion. Uh, we showed Amy this because uh, she didn't know about it, is that uh, Julie Andrews... Uh, and Anne Hathaway from in, the first one? No, it appears in Aquaman as oh. a uh, giant monster. And I also <laughs> just... Yeah. yeah, an incredible role. I also just realized John Rhys-Davies is also as that, in, oh. as the Brian King. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Mini oh. Princess Diaries <laughs> 2 reunion. Also, I feel like that's a perfect... Like, is if it? he was ever a superhero entity yeah. it'd be the Brian King it could be <laughs> Princess Diaries 3 Return to the Sea yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, John Rhys Davies if you all don't know is just 
apparently really unpleasant. Like, yeah, he's apparently quite like Islamophobic, big yeah. fan of Thatcher. <laughs> like, oh, like just like famously, the whole cast of the Lord of the Rings got tattoos. Yeah, well, not the whole cast, but the whole fellowship. Sure, yes. Actors. Yeah. Everybody got tattoos except for John Rhys Davies, whose stunt double got the tattoos instead. <laughs> which I always figured it was just that yeah. he didn't want to get a tattoo, but I'm like, I feel like they didn't they ask didn't him. Yeah. <laughs> if you're unable to fulfill your duties, the first runner up will take over, and the understudy like just like swept on. There's always someone yeah. waiting in the wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shall we talk some further bananas? Um. Yeah. I don't. Know. I feel like for me, a lot of the humor of this film <laughs> didn't really work. I feel like everyone else here was much more on the left. It's very pleasant. I think it's humor. just comforting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Fear. I feel like definitely wasn't watching it for hahas. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm not sure this film like worked for me as well as it. Like I remember. I. Rem- I was like when I, when I was eleven and I watched this. I didn't like it. Like, oh, I remember right. watching this then and being like, oh, this is boring. And, like, <laughs> finding it, yeah. And, like, other people then would quote it after. You know when you, like, you're, you're a kid and, like, you just yeah. watched a film and you, like, yeah. recite all the lines backwards? I just remember sitting there while other people, like, recited lines from the <laughs> film we'd just seen and being like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, again, I'm like, look, there were parts of this that I enjoyed, but I feel like I enjoyed the experience of watching it with you guys yeah. a lot more than I enjoyed the experience of this film itself. Because it, it is, it, I don't know if the aims of this film are that high, and I feel like maybe mm. it achieves the level that it's going for, but it doesn't really plan to be anything more than like middle of the road. It's quite pleasant, yeah. It's, it's just pleasant. like a sequel that they want, like, it's a very pleasant. It's possible. Yeah. It's a thing. It's okay. so, I don't know. So for me, I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm like, well, with, I'm just thinking about my bag and biff coming up sure, later, right, like, yeah. where I'm going to go with it. And I, I don't know if it's convinced yeah, me. Well, it it yeah. feels like it's in that vein yeah. of like the Christmas prince or. Christmas nights or whatever those Netflix (laughs) ones about princes are. It's something you could definitely put on and be like, oh, this is fun. And like, there were definitely like moments in this and like elements of this that I really enjoyed. But like, it sounds like we're getting into the bag of birth and I just wanted to not come out of the, not come just, you know, out of nowhere on my bag of birth. I'm pretty like, um, entertained with how fast and loose they are with like the European stuff. But when they like, open up to like wider cultural depictions in the film it's like oh, yeah, we it's like all of the princesses oh, yeah, and the princesses are like they have to be in their like yeah, traditional culture so we have some like shots of like uh, I think like a Japanese woman in a yeah. kimono we have like two Korean people in a hump in hanboks at one point we've got the African clothes. It's just like Princess Asana. Princess Asana. Like, what is her purpose in the yeah. film? I feel like they, like, is Raven's not in the first film, is no. she? No, no, she's not. She's not. It feels like maybe she was a rising star at Disney yeah, at the time. Like they were just like a cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we wanted to do a song because oh, she's so a singer. Her. But, it, yeah, it's really, it's, that's it's so like odd. She's so underwritten as a character. You're like, why is yeah. this yeah. character even Because then she never shows up again. Yeah. yeah. It's really odd that, because you think she did least yeah. be at the wedding and the coronation yeah. Absolutely. Just um, it's just even just like come. a cameo she was like yeah. in my head you know she would have run away with lily because they're both queer in real life yeah like, i mean that would also have like that solved both of these storylines yeah. i thought like no one, happened no one else was getting you know. this vibe but i thought like andrew and lily were gonna get together no i don't i don't i do not remember them interacting in the film like, no there was like a couple of shots where like you know annie was like trying to like shoo like andrew away, and she's like lily like have you met andrew's parents and also there was this one shot where annie and like andrew was kissing and like lily was just in the window and she's just like looking at them like this isn't mm. right and yeah. then like the aide was just like 
what are you doing? You know? I feel like, well, actually, what they actually do is just the one that's just clearly set up is that, yeah, well, Chris Pine has a girlfriend yeah. at some point and then, like, yeah, Andrew yeah. and girlfriend go off to talk about... Princess Alyssa with an E. Princess Alyssa, yeah. yeah. They go off to leave the other two to squabble and then, of course, they have some romantic tension yeah. moments. Um, but, so, yeah, then at the end we see those two uh, together and I'm yeah. like, that makes sense. That was mm. set up, like... <laughs> I just want to, like, before we wrap, I just want to shout out a few characters from the first film that I wanted to see in the second film. Nice. First of all, her mom. Like, she does appear, but I'm like, you, Very seem, under you seem so, like, unaffected by, like, your princess daughter's, like, whole life. Your daughter is about to, A, get married, B, become the queen of a country. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should probably be more involved. She's, like, way more obsessed about her, like, her newborn new son. Movie. Yeah. Which I'm like, she. I reckon she should be in, like the castle with her yeah. daughter. Like they're like, oh, she couldn't come there because they were ha- they're busy having a baby, and it's like, well, I think there's enough room in the palace. You can bring <laughs> the mum and the stepdad also, to any, Genovia. Any reasonable, like I don't know, like middle of the road American artist or whatever, I'd be like, yes, I like give me a um a, a holiday to Genovia. I live in a palace for like a few months. <laughs> yeah, Rent free. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Also, like they're royalty, they can just like I don't know, build a new house for it. Like it just. <laughs> yeah. If they don't have room, they can, or they don't want to live in the same house. They'll find a spot. Like, Absolutely, it's fine. I appreciate Paolo coming back, the yeah. stylist who gave her the makeover. In I, the first I think film. his delivery of the moose line is yeah. very funny. Very I good. Was, that was like yeah. a joke that the film did that I was like, that's a good joke. But I was disappointed that Sandra Oh didn't come back as the vice principal. She was so funny. I feel like it's really hard. I to know. Put that character yeah. Because like, yeah. like we've already gone out of high school through entirety of college at the end of <sighs> just a phone call coming. Yeah. Just yeah. A, mm-hmm. Just be like, <laughs> there's just like her a green screen. <laughs> I just like her hand gesture when like prince when when they try when they're finding out that she's a princess, and um, Queen Clarice comes to the the public school and she's just like curtsy. It's just so she's so funny. Like it's Sandra, I should do more comedies because yeah. she's highly underrated in them. But also my biggest and still lingering. <laughs> Banana, I guess, if we're gonna use that my, term. My lingering banana. <laughs> yeah. um, from from my first watch was that I was just so disappointed that like they built up this romance with like um, Lily's her best friend's brother in the first film, and they had like the the wonderful like you know they were friends who turned into like you know meant for each other and they had the whole like foot pop moment which was the whole very cute moment in the film and like the whole premise of the sequel he's just like well he was yeah. not yeah. important which is friends which is friends now. yeah oh the, the, i mean it's nice that in the film they say he's gone off to go touring with yeah. his band when that's what the actual actor did yeah. as well which is he went off touring with his band which yeah. is why he uh, couldn't commit to the second available. film like, <laughs> i should say amy we keep forgetting to tell guests this banana means bad like, oh yeah i'm there yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Because banana lollies. Gross. <laughs> yes. Gross. I do also love though that like she does, you know, the queen whatever parliamentary power gives her the authority <laughs> to like just change the rules willy nilly, that she doesn't have to be married to like yeah. be queen. Yeah. But I okay. Feel like that makes sense. Like I feel like in this modern age even you know 15 years ago they yeah. were gonna be like yeah like she had, ends up having to get married because we're gonna keep yeah. working within these patriarchal laws also, i feel like if they made love, that more up like love the matriarchal society of genovia because i feel like maybe clarice married into the royal family and then she just ended up she ruling did. she did 
hot. Yeah, that's that's cool. Mm. Also, the prime minister, like, he seems very incompetent, but he's fine. I feel like he's supportive. He's got a good singing He's supportive, voice. Yeah. but, you know. He's got yeah. a wonderful singing voice. Yeah. 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 I think my, my, my banana is that I... Yeah, I think I have a fondness for this film in that I I, I wouldn't say that I loved it as a kid, but mm. I have a I have a fondness for it being a fairly reasonable film of that time. But watching it as an adult, it, it sort of doesn't hold up to my memory of Princess right. Diaries to a Royal Engagement in my mind, which saddens me. Yeah. Um, but I do think um, that James Nate, Nate hit it on the head. It was. I don't. I think it achieved what it set out to achieve, mm. and mm. and nothing more. Oh, I think that was Cass that said that. Yeah. But yeah, it 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 sort of went out to be a certain thing, achieved that, mm. and I think it knows that it's not mm. a wonderful film or a remarkable film. But I imagine that everyone who made it had a really good time making it. Yeah. yeah. Um. There is a rumor of a, a Princess Diaries oh, three being love. made, yeah. which has been um put on hold because Gary Marshall sadly died, but um. I think if everyone hadn't had a lot of fun making the first two films, they wouldn't be up for making a third one so many mm. years later. Um, so if I, when watching it, I just watch it and think, oh man, it looks like they're having a nice time making this silly film that is not yeah. that is middle of the road, and that's fine. Yeah. Mm. Well, without further ado, should we get to bag or biff? Bag or biff? Who'd like to go first? I'll go first. Um, <laughs> it's me. Uh, yeah, as I've kind of said before, this was just like a, a comforting film. I really liked seeing something that was, yeah, knew exactly kind of what it was setting out to do and, and kind of achieving that. And then being su- surprised by little uh, comedic kind of characters like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern characters, the the relationship between uh, Julie Andrews and, um, and Joe, like little sweet things that I didn't quite kind of expect from this, from a film that could be quite pedestrian and in many ways kind of is. Um, <laughs> it's something that, yeah, it was just kind of like quite pleasant to watch and... Uh, it's nice I find especially as a guy to like expose myself to these kind of materials that I definitely would have wouldn't have consumed as I was uh, if I was a kid obviously I saw the first one because it was a cultural phenomenon but the idea of chasing after the sequel and consuming that just like wasn't a big interest to me so it's nice to revisit these and go like yeah I could have you can totally consume this entertainment um, as a kid and could have really enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, toxic masculinity is a thing that hopefully our kids are still trying to get out of that little cage. Um, basically, long story short, uh, I want to have a fun little, like, sleepover where Julie Andrews just, like, sings to me and then Raven's like, cool, now let's do a remix. <laughs> Bang. Awesome. Um I'll go next. Um, yeah, I feel like this film is, like, not particularly good. I don't think it tries to be particularly good. I think it tries mm. to be good enough. Um, and I think it is good enough for what it needs to be. Um, I think that, like, yeah, I feel like I don't have as much affection for it, perhaps because I haven't seen the first one. And I think not having that grounding of knowing and loving this char- these characters, particularly, like, yeah, Mia, the main character, and also... Um, yeah, the Julie Andrews grandmother character. Um, I feel like, yeah, there's, there's a little bit more of a distance for me with this film. Like, it feels like something that 
yeah, I'm like, oh, perfectly fine to watch. It's not like a an, a film that makes me angry in any way, which, mm. you know, sometimes we get films on here where I'm like, fuck this film. Mm. Biff. Um, but yeah, I think it is still a biff from me, though, just because I felt yeah. like if I wasn't watching this with a group of people that, like, I was having a great time, you know, just sort of chatting and, like, talking about the film during, I don't think I would have, I feel like I would have got really bored. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, 10-year-old you yeah. lives on. 10-year-old <laughs> me does live on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I also, I'm not going to say, like, I don't know if I had a, yeah, I really had a princess phase. I don't think I had mm. the royalty phase that Matt went through. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Okay. Look, it's me and <laughs> Lord, always, okay? I'm I was in good always company. A, I, was a, I was a fantasy child, so, sure. like, in more my sort of thing that was, like, I'm going to be, like, you know, I would be, like, maybe if it was a fairy princess, Look, because I got to be a fairy and have magic powers. I had cool. very problematic um, <laughs> I wanted to be a cop at one point, mostly oh, because I, well, I wanted to solve crimes and, like, arrest bad guys. I only ever wanted to be a private detective. <laughs> Oh yeah, fair. Investigators only. I I wanted to be. My dream job was always to be a post, a post, post lady. That take people that met. It still kind of is. I'd still love to be a post. I love. I'd love that. My actual ambition when I was five was that I wanted to be a ballet dancer, and then once I was too old to be a ballet dancer, I would be an artist because Mm. you can retire. You can do that at any age. Yeah, it's good. It was a retirement plan built in. I loved it. I want to be a post person in just like the Hebrides or somewhere. I just have twenty houses to deliver. Two and mm. I've got one of those like made. motor sort of scooter yeah. things. Uh, yeah, things absolutely. Right, right I see those. You know everyone in your those, route. Those pictures yeah. of James K. Baxter on his bicycle just being a post before like he mm. wrote all those poems. I'm like, ah, oh, that looks oh. pretty sweet. Yeah, nice. that's this pretty sweet deal. I think being a post person. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Mark, do you oh, yeah. Well, Prince, archaeologist, and cop. One of the three ain't bad. For, like, a <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, it was like this film is like perfectly fine. It's like so inoffensive. Like mm-hmm. it's so pleasant. Historically, to me, not as good as the first one. Like one thing indisputable. That, yeah, the, I I do think Julie Andrews works a lot more as antagonist rather than ally. Like I do still really like her in this, but mm. seeing her being oh, competitive. Also, she's like an antagonist. In the yeah, first she's one. like you're that a princess like to Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Well, Anne Hathaway's like no, and then they. I mean, kind mm. of she do. is, but also the main antagonist of the first one is the legendary Miss Man. Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten Mandy Moore's in it. Yeah, she's like the hot popular girl and she sings like a rendition of like Candy, I think. But she's really good in the first film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, like I enjoyed myself and this is like, I had a, a, a pleasant time with a pleasant film and to me it like does what it sets out to do pretty well i've just remembered she sings a rendition of stupid cupid stupid cupid yes, yes. that's not like candy definitely yeah. something fluffy stupid like that cupid. she's like by the pier yeah. and she's like yeah absolutely um my apologies no 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 absolutely. <laughs> I, I, am, I can always be interrupted <laughs> by mandy moore okay like, um this is us now <laughs> uh what was i gonna say um yeah, to me, I'm like, this is a fine, f- decent film, but, like, it's not very ambitious. But also, it's not really, it doesn't offend me in any particular way. And um, it's a pleasant time. So I think overall, on a scale, it's it's a bag for me. Hmm. I Yeah, I feel like, like you said, it was inoffensive. 
Um, like Cass said, I enjoyed watching it because we were all together watching it and commenting on it. I, I think, like you said, if I'd have been watching this by myself at home, I probably would have felt very embarrassed. <laughs> um, but I, oh no. I, yeah, I just, I, it was just like, it just took you through. I felt the pace was really nice. I didn't feel like any point of it was stretched out, even though it was quite a long film. It was, two hours it didn't feel yeah. long it just felt like it pulled you along you know there were no points where you were waiting for the plot to move it had enough eye candy like it had glitter it had sparkles it had nice costumes it had nice dresses things mm. like that mm. um, it has the things that you want from a princess film um, I think it was exactly what it set out to be I enjoyed all of the little nods to films of the past mm-hmm. and yeah, it just looked like they were having fun making it. And I also feel like compared with other films of this era that deal with the topics that this film deals with, if we can call it that, <laughs> um, I feel like other films of this era have a, a, a very problematic and very sexist. And I feel like this one at least had this nice thing where it lulled you into a sense of the trope of which man will she pick? And mm. then she went this different way of deciding to change the law and become a ruler in her own right, which I feel is a nice storyline to, yeah. to to invest in and to feel invested in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bag it. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Put it in that bag for well, later. Much later. Good. Maybe in another 10 years. That is a bag for Princess Diaries 2, yeah. a royal engagement. Well, how do we think Mia's reign went as the Queen of Genovia? <laughs> Uh, well, maybe I she dissolved like... the monarchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they, yeah, they probably became a constitutional monarchy like shortly afterwards. Yeah, so, like, they're like, definitely yeah. part. She of gave the it Euro- a good six months though. I yeah. Feel like. yeah, they're part of the European Union. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah, they're COVID free. Um, she comes out like you know every sort of. Couple yeah, they're of part months, of the SHU. Definitely the SHU. <laughs> I feel like they use her for communication, you know, because yeah. the people, belo- she's so beloved by the people. Yeah. She can just sort of come out and, you know, say whatever the government needs her to say yeah. in order yeah. to get things through. Does anyone have any pictures on for the third film about what they'd like to see? So you've We've got, got this one Prime Minister already. one. Yeah. I think that's a great pitch. And an Ab- yeah. Annie and Abby. I think yeah. also combined in with that, getting some like Henry the Fourth kind of stuff <laughs> of like, because they have all that stuff where Henry the Fourth is dying and then Prince Hal like has to like fully be like the ruler. And I know that, um, what's her name? Mia is um, already the ruler at this point, but like, I think Julie needs like her death kind of bed oh, kind of yeah, stuff. Oh, I see that. And they the, would do that for the third one. Like, you know, like, like passing on the legacy. Why do I, I see I, Ariana Grande in the third one for some reason? I can see it in my head. Oh. Yes, I, I feel like they would should do, you know, it's now Mia has a daughter who is yes. like now a teen and like we're going to have a reverse of the first one where the teenage girl who's always been a princess should advocate, has to go to oh. American high advocate, school. Yeah. Yes. And so now we've got that. the sort of opposite rather than it's like, oh, yeah. the American high schooler has to become a royal. It's now like this royal girl has to learn how to get on in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> she actually writes a diary. Yeah. Because she's just like... Yeah, because it's a book know, series, isn't yeah. it? Where they're actually based on it's diaries. It's a sketchbook. Oh. 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 But here's my question. Which country, which European country would Ariana Grande be the princess of? Italy. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, Italian-American princess. Italy. Yeah. 
Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where the moon hits Brenna. the sky with a big pizza pie. That's what I want to hear an Ariana Grande okay. remix of that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Amore. I, I feel like I would be that's down for... Amore yeah. by the Green Book writer. What's the, the yeah, deal on that? Yeah, that's Amore is still a film that's being made by yeah. the Green The guy Book that wrote Green Book uh, has got a film deal for something called That's Amore, which is oh. about a person called Patty Amore. <laughs> <laughs> That's Amore. Like it a, sounds like a joke, but like, it's not. Um, it's a real film. A pizza choice in a really bad Italian <laughs> yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Patty, Patty Amore. Amore. I'll have a Patty Amore with some mushrooms, please. Gimli Amore. Amy, who would you like Amore. to be found oh. on the internet if you would oh. like to be? You don't um, have to as well. Yeah, you can find me. You can find my illustrations. Uh, Amy is okay on Instagram. They and, are and, wonderful and, illustrations. And is she? Okay. She she is okay. She's okay. Good I'm to only know. I'm second best at everything, which is oh. why it's Amy is okay. Um and uh I've got a few shows coming up. Yeah. Time. So um I'm gonna be doing um Will on Cue, which will be a performance of Hamlet in Bolton Street Cemetery in Wellington, where you can get involved and be part of it, which is mm. very exciting and it's in a cemetery, which is cool. Um I'm gonna be in that bloody woman, which is a rock musical about Kate Shepherd and getting the vote in New Zealand um, and that's at the Griffin Theatre at the end of February and then I'm going to be in a fringe show at Bats in the Dome which is called Celestial Nobodies Ooh. it's a series of monologues um, from the perspective of planets um, uh, all non-binary planets and I'm playing the sun Oh, I love, I love it. it. She's Wonderful. hitting every I venue know. in town. <laughs> Including the cemetery, Working which is woman. An unknown. She's unknown booked venue. and busy. <laughs> yeah. Amy is okay. More like Amy is thriving. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. So, yeah, all of you guys can also follow us at Mixbag Pod or Mixbag Podcast on our various social medias. And you can also email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. Mm. If you, we are doing more uh, guest slots, so if you have a movie, if you have an idea, get in contact, either DM one of those socials or um, uh, email, um, and uh, yeah. We... You'll probably speak to James, because he's the one that <laughs> checks all those <laughs> things. If anyone wants yeah, to do me. Cinderella 3, a twist in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, the first time I ever met Amy, we literally talked about this podcast, and we, like, full-on reenacted a scene from Livia and Rose, it's like, <laughs> So, so, you know, if you ever want to come back, yeah. so put that on the schedule. I don't feel like that can be a mixed bag. Yeah, well, yeah. Dish, yeah. It'd be yeah. good. Anyways, uh, like, till next time, yeah. see you in Genovia. Yeah. Uh, what do they say in Genovia? Genovia, Geland, I call my own. <laughs> you like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.